You've been lied to, but you don't know how. You've searched, you've struggled, you've cried out. You want the truth, but where is it? You've wandered, you've fought, you've strived, and you have not been satisfied. What is truth? Where is truth? Who is truth? The kingdom of God. Mind control. The last days. Higher dimensions. Unity. The power of faith. Discovering the truth. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes to the Father but through me. God has promised that he will hide us under his feathers and under his wings we will trust. His truth shall be our shield and our buckler. Discovering the Truth with Dan Devon is the premier program that is designed to center you on the kingdom of God, to equip you with faith in Jesus Christ, and to unveil the truth behind the lies. This program is designed to show you how to become more than you have ever imagined through the power of truth. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. And now, prepare for your host, Dan Duvall. You're listening to Discovering the Truth with Dan Duvall. This program is designed to center you on the kingdom of God, to equip you with faith in Jesus Christ, and to unveil the truth behind the lies. This program is a production of Bride Ministries. You can find us at www.bridemovement.com. We have an incredible program awaiting you today. I'm really not going to spend too much time on the front end talking about business because, wow, are we going to be getting into it. But just a few things I do want to say. I want to say thank you. Every one of you that listens to this program that has been jumping on board to support us financially, you are making things happen. We are able to do more and more as more of you are getting on board to help us. And we are Moving forward in our vision in a number of ways, one, we are helping more survivors of satanic ritual abuse and dissociative identity disorder, uh, people that have been recipients of government-sponsored mind control projects like the two that you will be hearing from today. Folks, the need is so great, and you are empowering us to work towards meeting that need and bringing the healing power of Jesus to others Thank you so much for financially supporting us. And, you know, we're also preparing to launch this internet-based ministry service. Again, this is going to cost us a lot of money, but we are going to move forward on it anyway. And I'm calling it springtime. I am really excited about the launch of this internet-based ministry service, which is going to provide the opportunity to those of you that have been longing for community based on the things that you believe are waking up to and and. And, and we are looking to provide that platform. We're going to do an internet-based ministry service where we create a worship experience that you're able to engage while you are at your home, uh, maybe having some friends over for house church. This is modeled after a house church model. At, 
at, at, at that time when you log in, there will be worship at the beginning. After that, we'll be bringing in speakers. It'll be myself, of course, and those are my friends. And we're going to be teaching, equipping, informing, all of these things. The unique part is going to be after the speaker, there will be an integration of, well, web-based conferencing platforms in order to allow for conversation to ensue in small groups that that will allow for the establishment of internet-based community based around the things you're interested in because you're listening to this program. And this is going to be the revolutionary side of what we're setting out to do because to my knowledge, while there may be internet churches that offer chat rooms during the service, there there isn't a purposeful creation of internet-based groups to discuss and dialogue about what they're learning uh, with people around the world after the speaker is done speaking. And so we are going to build it, we're going to create it, and we are believing that it is going to grow and just be an awesome experience. Look, um, if you're looking to sow into a project and you've been holding on to something, maybe God is putting it on your heart, you know, for a while he's like, I have something for for you to help build. Um, listen, uh, we're there. We have the plan. We have the structure. We're getting pricing from companies that will build it. Uh, we are going to do this. And so you, you can be a part of that. Visit us, bridemovement.com. And you, you, you can financially support the work that we are doing for the kingdom. Um, in addition to that, you know, guys, I, I went to Australia back in November awesome conference. Many of you wanted to see the conference. You wanted to hear the conference. You can. We have the DVDs. They're available. Just go to the website, bridemovement.com. You can get the DVD. It's not much. I've priced it, I think, what, $16? So, you know, that's available as well as my two most recent books, Kingdom Government and The Promise of Sheep Nations, Higher Dimensions in the Spirit Realm, available as eBooks and paperbacks. Look, folks, uh, there's a lot more I could talk about right now, but really, you want to hear what we're going to be talking about today with our very special guest. So I'm going to stop talking. We're going to go to a quick break. When we get back, we will be with Robert Van Dreist Mitchell and Elena. You're listening to Discovering the Truth with Dan Duvall. here. And 
folks, today is going to be another one of those days where you listen to this program and you're probably going to have to sit down and think for a little while about what you just heard. We're talking today with two very, very special individuals. One is Robert Van Dreist Mitchell, who is an Illuminati defector, and the other, Zelena. And both of these individuals are being helped through Bride Ministries as part of our outreach to survivors of satanic ritual abuse and government-sponsored mind control agendas. Also, they both joined me to talk about things that they are both privy to in a program we did called Montauk Exposed. And in that program, when they joined me for the first time together, uh, we talked about what happened at Point Montauk in New York in, in the secret projects that took place underground in that area. Projects dealing with time travel and interdimensional travel and the use of children in horrible ways. And they both recounted very, very similar and congruent stories um, affirming what each of the other had to say. And today they're joining me again because we have a lot more to talk about. And the synchronicity of what's going on in these two individuals is just profound and it touches so many things that really they go very high and very far and so without getting too far ahead of myself uh, robert welcome back to discovering the truth with dan duvall hello daniel it's a long time no see and <laughs> it's a delight to be back in this on the show and the same to elena it's been a while that we spoke uh, like this together and it's great to be back on the show and hopefully to enlighten your audience more on uh, what is happening what has happened and even on what is still happening out there because when we talk about montauk it didn't stop after the so-called incident in 1984 they have restarted again and just still happening up till today but it's yeah great to be back on the show and as you said a lot has happened in the meantime as well, and all the synchronicities between my life and that of Elena, yeah, it's way out of this world. But <laughs> I want to give the mic now yeah, yeah, to Elena, and Elena, up to you. Yeah, Elena, it's, it's so great to have you back on a program. How are you? Well, thank you. I'm okay, thank you. It's good to be back. Mm. Well, guys, um, we got a lot to talk about today. I mean, it's just such profound things that have happened since the first interview that we did together. And of course, I've done two separate shows with Robert. For those of you that are my listeners, we call them the depths of the Illuminati. And we've done parts one and two so far about Robert's story. But today, we're, we're going to get into some things because one of the subjects that we brought up in Project Montauk Exposed was the identity of this entity who is really... A, in a category known as the ancients and his name is Toth or Thoth and how it turns out that he is an intelligence if not the intelligence behind many of the things dealing with Project Montauk and so you know 
Elena, you had a long-standing series of engagements and encounters with this entity, and I'm going to let you introduce ourselves to that that story and how some of these things took place in your life. What was your experience with Toth leading up to some of the current you know, things that we've done? Throughout my life, I've had dreams. Um, I've had um, all kinds of, of supernatural encounters that I really had no clue. I, I you know, I'm, <laughs> under mind control, I had no clue what this was or where it was coming from, what I was looking at or what I was dealing with. I would have dreams of um, birdmen um, trying to attack me, and um, I would have um, dreams of baboons and monkeys. Um, it, 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 the list is just uh, pretty comprehensive. But I never could figure out what that was about um, until I started working with Bride Ministries and Daniel Duvall. We started working um, this summer, and around the end of September, um, I live on the east coast of the United States, and I was driving past a NASA facility when I found myself getting extremely sick to my stomach and shaking, and, um, <laughs> and at this point now, I'm aware enough to start asking the hard questions, where is this coming from and why? And um, at which point um, found that I had an altar. This altar's name was Telephone. Um, they accessed me very close by this facility, and they abducted both myself and my infant daughter from a hotel room. And they took me to this space, to the underground portion of the space. While we were there, they used telephone to contact an entity. They wanted information from the scene, um, and this was early um, in the 2000s, at the end of 2001. What they wanted was information about 911 and things to do in Iraq and things like that. This altar was a media or a medium or a telephone. What she would do is they would use her to make a connection into this entity. And when this came up, I still had no clue what this entity's name was. I didn't know anything. Anyway, um, when they'd use her to connect into this, um, when she connected into him, what comes into sight is a throne room with complete with the crowns and jewels. There's other thrones on either side. There's computer equipment. There's medieval stuff. There's a black and white floor. There's all these things. And um, after she makes the connection, there will be a trade. By and black trade and white. By black and white. Floor. Do you mean checkerboard? Checkered, yes. Uh-huh. Like a checkboard. Okay. Um, after she makes the connection, there's a trade, and this can be anything. <sighs> it, it, 
her job was to get information from the scene. And if she didn't get the information, I wouldn't get my baby back. This is serious. Hmm. It took a few days after that, almost a week, before I realized that this big, it was a big bird head that would come through right in her face. It was this big bird head with really bad breath. It took me a while to figure out what that was. It was taught. And that's when it began to open up. Taught um, one of his symbols is the hourglass. I have this image seared into my skin. I have it um, tattooed, not with ink, but with um, some kind of pigmentation. And when you put heat on these areas, that will come up, and you can clearly see it. Um, for instance, if I get into a hot bath, those images will come to the to my skin. Um, anyway, at this point, what I learned was that telephone, Toth considered that his telephone into the very highest level of our government. This um, entity's intrusion upon my life and my being, my timeline, all of a sudden things began to click with me and those connections began to be made. And um, from that point on, we began to realize that um, one of the specialties is harmonics, which would explain a lot of the things that have been used upon me. Um, the implants come straight out of the Book of Toth, um, and that's what's falling out of my head and body. So, um, yeah, so that was my first meeting with this entity. I, I, it's just amazing that one of the defining characteristics that you remember after connecting to this and for those of you that haven't caught up yet, an altar is a dissociated part of a person. And through connecting with telephone, that altar, that dissociated part of you, you remember his bad breath. Man. I mean, <laughs> you know, for those of you that sit out there. He was scary. <laughs> you know, to her, he was very scary. He's scary. Uh-huh. Yeah. And he's ugly. <laughs> and he had this huge beak that came in her face. And, and of course, when you have this memory, you, you wonder, well, what was that? What was that? This entity trashed your life. I mean, through Montauk and everything mm -hmm. that went behind that, through the way mm -hmm. he used your altar as his telephone to communicate with certain individuals in the U.S. government. Um, there came a day where there was justice. And we talked a little bit about that in the first uh, program that we did, which was Montauk Exposed. But I want you to rehash a little bit of that story because that's going to essentially parlay into some of the things we'll be talking about with Robert. Okay. Well, after we 
uh, found telephone. We had a session shortly thereafter, and um, at which point we discovered that he was holding two of my parts up there with him in his throne room. And through the session, um, we got them back. And let me just um, say this. For, for those of you that hear this language, up there with him in his throne room, and you're saying, up where with him in what throne room? What you have to understand oh. is that Ephesians 6.12 says, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and rulers of darkness and spiritual wickedness in the heavenly places. And that heavenly places in the Bible, this term, is used in reference to other realms and dimensions of existence mm-hmm. where you will have a place like the throne of Thoth. So, with that, please continue. Okay, so through prayer and the power of Jesus Christ, we went in, we got the parts of me that he was holding. They had the name of Nubia and Uno, Uno was what he considered his wife, and Nubia, his high priestess. We got them back, and we renounced every kind of connection that they had with him. And at which point, the angels went in and destroyed his throne room, took his throne. Now, that is also in the book of Ephesians, the throne. So they destroyed this room. There were fancy rugs and pillows and chairs and altars and <clears throat> silver and gold and jewels and computers and swords and medieval-type stuff. It was just a whole, you know, um, what it would remind me of would be uh, like a den of thieves, that they would have a stash of stuff, and that's what it looked like. After we did that, there was a storm. Now, if you understand that talk is also that Tepe, who is the Atlantean um, god of time, this storm happened where the deepest sinkhole <laughs> and a very wicked place down in the Bahamas called Long Island, where elites have hideaways down there. It's full of caves where they do voodoo rituals and every other kind of wicked thing. Um, That storm happened exactly at the same time. They named it right at the same time, exactly, that we were having that session. They could not predict where this storm was going to go. It was called Hurricane Joaquin. And um, the path of this hurricane, they, it made no sense. It made some very serious right turns that hurricanes typically don't do. And it wiped out that island with the caves and all of the things down there. And then it made its way to Bermuda, where we know the Bermuda Triangle where the Atlanteans have their stronghold, etc. The name of that hurricane is God Will Judge. <laughs> it's just amazing. Okay, wow. And, and we did, we brought this up in a, in a Project Montauk interview. So for those of you that missed that, you're going to have to go back and listen to it. 
Um, for those of you that don't understand just how high some of this stuff that we're dealing with goes, okay, well, this is a, a little hint, but we're going to be talking about more than that because, like I said, this actually parlays into what happened with Robert. But, you know, I'm going to pause you there, Elena. Can I interject just one more thing real quickly? These caves that are on Long Island is something that was, cave ritual was practiced in Egypt. Uh, And there are several books, cave mythology, you can look it up. Um, But it's important to know that the Long Island Bahamas crossed the Tropic of Cancer, which is a really powerful ley line, and this is where that storm <laughs> um, began. Anyway. Very interesting. And when we, we, we recorded the original Montauk Exposed program, it was the third week of October. Fourth week of October, uh, I was in session with Robert. And we uncovered literally the day of the actual airing of that program, uh, the most profound thing. And, you know, I think what people need to understand before I I let Robert explain what happened uh, from his perspective is that uh, Psalm 5117 has something very unique to say. And it says the sacrifices of God are a broken spirit and a broken and contrite heart. And... When you look at the word used for broken spirit in that passage, it actually means to shatter or to literally break into pieces. And what we encountered with Robert was so far beyond anything I could have ever imagined. And it began as just a a prophetic drop. God just dropped it in me. He said, this is what's going on. It just, my, my, my whole body just like <laughs> t- got tingles. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I, I, I said, you know, uh, I think this is what's going on. And when we dealt with it, it was just phenomenally huge. And so, um, Robert, can you tell us about what we discovered the day uh, of the actual airing of this program, which was a week after it was recorded? Go ahead. All right. Uh Hello, audience, uh, when you will listen to this. Yes, what we did, we were in a session on a different matter at, at that time, and suddenly you say you said something about you had a vision that God gave you, uh, and that you saw the 14 parts of my spirit man or soul laying on, on the ocean floor, on the ocean seabed, and that was, miles out of uh, Point Montauk. <clears throat> so we asked for the angels uh, to, come, yeah, to come and to look for them, and, and they did find them, and later we got an, uh, from them a confirmation, and they were brought later on to the Heffalies, uh, except they, according, they were still active, but we found out later, and we found out the reason uh, why. But, yeah, that was... Uh, yeah, one of those mo- weird moments about about yeah that you had this yeah vision given by God while we were counseling on some on some other matter, and suddenly we had also the confirmation through God's angels about those fourteen yeah parts. What people also must remember 
It's that I was, as my mother told me, I was born not not only five weeks too early, but I was born in mid-air. And I was born some 12 miles, uh, let's see, southeast from Point Montauk on the, uh, on the ocean. And that was in 1964. So what happened is that my soul parts or spirit parts during my pre-birth programming uh, were already split up. And so from the moment that I was being born literally in the plane above the, above the ocean, that is where my uh, spirit parts were scattered around. And they were, as if I recall, they were found over quite a couple of square miles for each part from one and another. But this was something that I certainly would never could have dreamed up, to be honest, or even thought about that it was possible, let alone it's even hard to think about how you can survive on only a small part of your spirit man or soul or whatever was was, was broken up. And it was quite an astounding uh, thing to find, not only finding out, but even more so in the future when those parts kind of be reunited and what certainly kind of made me much stronger than I am now besides them still missing parts out there. But the way that, yeah, during the, in the way that it was found, the, those parts, it's, yeah, it only can be that God had a hand in all of this in finding this, because without God and uh, sending you about, uh, about this, if I would have been in a normal counseling session, they would never would have found out about this in the first place. And this is what I want to tell to survivors out there. If you, if you believe and you have a very deep suspicion that you are uh, a possible SRI, don't bother to go to a psychiatrist or a therapist, a secular therapist, because if they had programmed you through demonology, the only way how you can heal is not only through a Christian counselor, but through the sheer power of Jesus Christ and his angels. Remember when you have been through programming, as I did, Elena, and many others, they're using demonology on you. And through this demonology, they can do all kinds of stuff that only can be undone by the power of Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ himself, how he is also working on our inside. <clears throat> and no, even in a hundred years, a, a secular counselor can never heal you in the way as Jesus Christ can do it and through his power. Even if you are, yeah, for tens of years in counseling, you're lucky if you get maybe four or five Altars being joined with the core, and that's it. They will never undo the things that have been done, as in, in my case with the pre-birth programming, as my mother told me before I died, before she died, two years before she died, uh, she told me the things that were done to her when she was pregnant of me, and she also told a number of other things, but...
yeah, when you are the survivor, Delvey think like this. The only way that I can say is, yeah, call or write an email or go online to organizations, or in particular, I would say, to go to Bright Ministry and they can help you. There will be a waiting list, that's for sure, but they certainly are one of the very few that can help help you out there as survivors. And I'm a testimony of this, what Daniel is doing through Bright Ministry with me and with Elena as well, and the others like Carolina and Lauren Grace and, and others that you probably already know. We are the living testimony what the power of Jesus Christ can do. And yeah, as Daniel said, uh, what we found and what was confirmed, it's it's amazing, I must say. And, and it's even more devious, the things that they do to us. But things can be undone through the power of Jesus Christ. I am of this a living proof. Amen. Uh, and, and with what happened. Robert, I, first of all, thank you for that. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> it's, it's the truth. But I, I, I want to... Um, ask you, you know, and, and before I do this, you know, folks, one of the things that we realize is that, you know, you're dealing with fragmentation on different levels when you're working with an individual that has been traumatized and programmed. Um, some of those splinters are soul, uh, meaning fragments of mind, will, or emotions and combinations thereof. Um, some, some fragments seem to be uh, soul and spirit together. And some fragments seem to actually be pure spirit. And this is where, like I said, uh, Psalms fifty-one seventeen comes into play because th there is a way to apparently break the spirit, according to the Bible, into pieces. And the word is shabar, and that's the Hebrew word for to break in pieces. And that's the word that's used in this passage. And the, the interesting thing is not only that they did this horrible thing to Robert, but why they did it. Robert, what did we find was the purpose for doing th this diabolical thing? Oh, okay, thanks for bringing this up because of course they don't, they don't do anything without a reason. Uh, they don't do it just for the sheer fun to say, oh, let's hurt this person. No, everything what they do is calculated and for a specific purpose. In our case, what we found out with our counseling session, or sessions, because it took a couple of sessions that the pieces came together, is that they used mind parts and that of others uh, for powering up, uh, in this case, the, the time travel component within the Montauk project. And in another session, Daniel disabled, thank God, our parts from it, and the Illuminati's and the fallen angels are still thankful for that, for Daniel's glorious work, what he did with God's angels, by disabling our parts, even when at that moment, our parts were already brought to the heavenlies under severe guard, uh, thank God for that, but they couldn't do anything with it, because they were still running uh, certain powers into, into the current operations of the mind of the mind control project of the Montauk and they were powering up the current operations but also other timelines and alternate timelines 
that has been going on since the 70s or even maybe before that. And that was part of the reason why they broke up in the first place my uh, spirit parts uh, and what we found before the coast of Point Montauk. Uh, yeah, those those parts. And if someone would have said before all of this, this would happen, I probably would have laughed that person in his face about uh, have you been drinking too much or something or smoking pot because because before all of this I would have never imagined that what we found out that it would happen to me and yes I'm very grateful to Daniel for all the hard work he has been doing so far and still for all the work that needs to be done in the future and uh, <clears throat> yeah from this point yeah people not if it comes to programming, nothing is with them uh, out of... Uh, they can do anything what they want and what they can dream of. And in our case with Montauk, yeah, Fout has also played an important role in our lives. Um, now, yeah, for one, I had always, for some reason, interest always in Atlanta, not knowing then in my childhood why and how. Now, yeah, I know now why. Uh, because of my connection to the Montauk, but then as a child, and even in my grown-up life, I didn't even know about the Montauk till at least in my late, mid, late thirties. And and but then still, I didn't know the connection that I had, and my interest in things like Atlantis and Fout and even the Atlantean colony like Egypt. Because in the end, people also should know that Egypt was one of the outside colonies of, of Atlantis, probably most likely in a different timeline, because Atlantis wasn't on our exact timeline as this, as, as we think it is. If Atlantis would have been on our exact timeline, we would have found it by now in the physical sense. So that's one, that's one of the reasons why when we talk about Atlantis, we talk about a different timeline, and we only know it in this case through the form that we know as myths. But the physical manifestation of Atlantis, so far I can tell, has been on a different timeline. And Montauk, and Montauk is about manipulation of time, not only physical time, but also timelines. Uh, we cut. We found out recently in Alter that, by the way, had the same first name as also my mother, and that's the name Heidi. It was a very curious name because it's a Germanic name, which mainly comes within the higher upper class echelon in society. But this Alter, she was also used in the Montauk project. She also met this ugly Birdman as. Elena uh, pointed out he is ugly and also scary as Heidi says and quite tall she thinks now I, he is certainly way over seven foot tall and yeah I certainly don't want to uh, don't want to be around him to be honest he's got a very negative vibration and he certainly always scared the hell out of uh, out of Heidi she can tell you <laughs> tales about it and at one point she was called out in the Montauk project 
and uh, she was brought in, into what looked like space, and then suddenly things, two things appeared in different on different occasions. That at one point she was shown like what looked like a bowling lanes, and above the bowling lanes it had numbers on it, and it was said by this bird type man uh, that time looks like this. And the numbers, he said, represented things like a certain year in the future. Could be in the future or back in time or even on alternate timelines, as he said. And another time, a representation, she was shown about time. She was brought again in space. And suddenly, things like a highway popped up that had, like, let's say, like 10, 15 lanes. And he's and he explained that each lane is like a, ta- a timeline, or an alternate timeline, and that is how time some, uh, runs side by side, as he said, future, past, present. And he also explained when people got uh, like a dose of experience, and they think they have been there before. That the reason for this could be is that at one point one of the timelines crossing each other, or they come very close to each other, and that is the point of the deja vu, that you recognize, wait a minute, I have been here before, but it wasn't you, it was you in the alternate timeline who has been there, and and the reason that you remember is, is that one timeline crossing over or coming across the next timeline. Now, and, Elena, you've had some similar things shown to you, haven't you? Yes. Where do you want me to start? <laughs> well, I have an alter, I have an alter named Murphy, and you know, she says that the bowling, she, <laughs> she calls it bowling with time because they look like the timelines are laid out like a bowling alley, and over the top of each lane is numbers. And um, actually, I think what we might be looking at is some kind of technology that you, with the numbers, coordinates. I think that's what we're looking at, are these coordinates. So, um, I also have an alter named Heidi, which I find to be very interesting. Mm -hmm. And um, Heidi actually um, has given us a very detailed description of what that dimension of time looked like to her. Um, She's about six. She had been in some of the more ancient timelines. Uh, She went more to the past than to the future. So, yes, very similar experiences. Kind of um, almost chillingly similar. Well, yes, chillingly similar. It is. Now, I'll tell you what. the synchronicities don't stop there because what happened was okay so we recorded the program the third week of October fourth week of October we discovered Robert's spirit parts and how they were actually using those to power Montauk and some of the timelines that have been run through there well they were still attached so they had to be severed and cut off and it had to be unraveled which is some of the stuff that we had been figuring out and, and did with us with the power of the name of Jesus and the resources of heaven. And 
Um, but then, then we got to the next week, and we learned, Elena, about someone named Ma'at, and then there was another breakthrough. Can you talk about that? She was uh, in in my voice, and um, what comes to mind as I was thinking about some of these things is a few years back, if you remember, there were quite a few reporters and celebrities that all of a sudden they would start speaking gibberish. Um, so anyway, that's where she was. She was in my my voice, and she had stolen my voice. And um, we were in a session, and like, I didn't know anything about this individual at all, but we saw a very clear vision of a kneeling woman with feathers, wings, coming to either side of her, and we were praying specifically about what um, I had heard in my voice, and we saw, and I think it was you, Daniel, that discovered that was Ma'at, correct? I mean, we, anyway, that's, it came, this is what we found out. Mm-hmm. And um, at which point we then discovered that Ma'at was Toth's wife. Whoa. So, that, that, and, and that was so, just like a... Uh, uh, that was a huge deliverance. Now. What? It was huge, and it has to do with the cosmos and all this crazy occult stuff. But anyway, um, you, you um, did deliverance. And oh, it was terrible. <laughs> but boy, I feel better. Yeah, you're, you're so brave. <laughs> anyway, um, so that happened after the last um, Montauk discussion. What else happened that same day, Elena? Well, we had a couple of angels pay us a visit, and their names are Gabriel and Raphael. And they brought us some really good news. They brought us the news that they had cracked the code for the nanotech and implants that had been um, heaped upon people like myself and Robert. And they gave um, Daniel this good news to bring to Robert. So then what happened? (laughs) Right. Um, So folks, I mean, this is just, it's really hard to kind of conceptualize in words what is happening here because uh, it, it, is, it makes a lot of sense when you're in the time of ministry. And of course, they call it DID coaching. And I, I'm working with individuals all week long. I mean, and, and for me, it's just back to back to back to back. I just, and it's just so ridiculous. And here, so here's an example of like, you know, a day in my life, right? And so we're there. And what happens is an individual will be able to begin to see within themselves. What, what, what is within themselves? Well, it's within the realm of their subconscious where their alters will live. Of course, we call the alters the dissociated parts of them. 
um, the, the state of being fragmented is really a state of being brokenhearted. So Isaiah 61 says that God came up to bind, came to bind up the brokenhearted. I say the heart is the interface point between things, soul and spirit, which is why all of the definitional characteristics of heart in the original languages, which in Hebrew is lev and Greek is cardia, have to do with soulish type definitions. Uh, you also will find in the book of Romans chapter 2, he is not a Jew, which is one outwardly of the circumcision of the flesh, but he who is a Jew is one inwardly, that of the circumcision of the heart in the spirit. That Greek is cardia and pneuma. So there's an overlay, the heart with the spirit. And so you end up with all this huge merge. And in, in the mind and in the heart, that subconscious realm uh, that extends and overlaps with the spirit, uh, you find inner worlds. And, 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 and a person can be there, um, and, and there they can encounter the true Lord Jesus Christ. They can encounter and speak to and interact with their parts. They can see uh, the, the various places where the parts actually are. And sometimes, you know, the, the parts will have their own place. They'll have a house there, or they have, you know, buildings. And, and of course, there's also what the enemy sets up, which are prisons and dungeons. And, and so... At the point in time, Elena is essentially there and she's um, speaking out of what she's perceiving. And in that place, uh, she perceives Raphael and Gabriel. And if I remember correctly, they actually took her into her brain and they were showing her what they were doing there to uh, literally remove from it all of the implants that have been running through her, her actual brain. I mean, it, it's just phenomenal how you are able to step into this spiritual awareness when you're in that atmosphere that is, well, orchestrated by the Spirit of the Lord. This is we're all we're doing all of this by the Spirit of the Lord, um, and even you know the gift of discerning of spirits, which is given by the Holy Spirit, is huge in all of this. So that's the context of how we're. You know, I'm I'm talking with her and she's seeing them and she's hearing them uh, speak through the Holy Spirit. And exactly, and it's through the Holy Spirit, it's it's all through the Holy Spirit. And essentially, uh, Raphael he says, "Well, we we've cracked this code." And of course, me, I'm on the other end, and I'm like, "Fantastic, we need it." Well, <laughs> and yeah, can, go ahead. Can I can can I someone to... Robert and I and people like us, and there's quite a few, as children, as babies, we were sinned against. We were abducted. We were, I mean, this little altar that we started off talking with telephone is, you know, what, seven or eight years old, they did this programming to her. So, um, there is a scripture that says in all their afflictions he was afflicted and the angel of his presence was there with him. So, because we have been through the things we've been through that we did not sign up for, we were abducted. You know, people running around, we were abducted, we were abducted. You're being sinned against. And the Lord wants to deliver you from that. And what's being done to you in these other planes and these other dimensions is evil, and it's a stench before the Most High God. And He has got a plan 
during these last moments to bring his people up and out of this, this horrible sin that has come up against his creation. So, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting in my office on the phone. There's no distance in prayer. And um, this is really where you begin to see that visualized. It's like I was there. And basically what, what I, I remember happening is it's almost like Raphael just gave my spirit the code. He's like, here. And then um, Elena essentially heard them say, uh, now make sure that you, you know, give this to <laughs> a gentleman by the name of Stephanos, which is where the synchronicity continued because, I mean, and, and folks, we can't make this up, okay? So, and, and by the way, by this point, I mean, implants have been pouring out of Elena's body for, for a couple months, I mean, and they really have just cracked it, and, and they're coming out to left and right, it's so many pictures and even if you watch the YouTube version of this I'm sure well, we're going to make sure that some of those pictures are in there of different shapes and sizes some of them look like rocks or dried up liquid crystals uh, one looked like an RFID chip I mean it, this is just crazy um, they, they, they did the same way to say now, now go and uh, make sure you get this to Stephanos now the backstory on this is ridiculous I, I just you know this takes you so far to the edge you just scratch your head and you say, you know what? Whatever. God, you are the author and finisher of our faith. You figure it out. I had been working with Robert in probably April or May. So this is rewinding back like six months. And there was a group of angels that in a similar way came into Robert's system to assess the nanotech and other types of implants that had been laced throughout him. And... Uh, Robert, Robert saw that and, and you know rewinding back to that time I mean Robert can you tell us what that initial assessment was like uh, just, just tell the story from your perspective this is yeah. rewinding <laughs> uh, yeah the synchronicities are way beyond what you can make up and the whole what, you, what Elena told me told, literally makes me cry to be honest because initially I as Robert and also Taylor at times, they were scratching their head about things like what's with Stephanos and yeah, Stephanos goes back at least uh, what was yeah, April or or May, and no, yeah, he uh, he's yeah he he told us uh, Taylor that we were sent out. First of all, who was Stephanos? Oh, Stephanos. He was an angel uh, who, uh, who you could say, probably say he's a kind of a science angel, if that's the right term, because he, he was connected mainly with the arts of science, various science, including uh, physics, not the low end of physics, but more the high end, like quantum physics and way beyond. And at one point he said they found in us like nanotech implants, but they couldn't remove it because it was so laced into not only the physical mm-hmm. body but into the interdimensional layout of the body. And if they would remove it, as he's told uh, to Taylor and to Taylor to De- to Daniel, it could destroy the body or even kill us off. 
So, yeah, he was thrown for a loop in there, and he took some of the samples with him, and they tried to track the code. I think he has been working for at least four to six months on it, I think. Uh, it, folks, now you have to understand, for me, I'm thinking what you're thinking. Jesus Christ is the healer. Therefore, this doesn't make any sense. We're probably being deceived. Folks, sometimes you have to sit down and realize that uh, there are heavenly things that we don't fully understand. As a matter of fact, we, we don't know what all is going on above our heads, so to speak. This, 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 this whole thing, it really pushed to the very edge and the very limit of everything that was happening. I just didn't know how far on the brink of the very cusp of all that was known or being dealt with we were. And um, Stephanos serves the true Lord Jesus Christ. And so, so to get the report that, well, we haven't figured it out yet, um, month after month after month was really kind of, uh, it's, it's difficult. It was difficult. I'm like, why is this happening, God? I mean, we should be able to get Robert set free of these, you know, various kinds of implants in the name of Jesus and with the power of, that you have. So what's the delay? What, what are we waiting on? And every time, you know, I'd ask and i say, you know, do you have an update from Stephanos? <laughs> we, we can do that. I was like, well, we're still working on it. Like, Man. So here I am then months, months later with Elena. And Raphael comes and we crack the code. Here, here you can have it. Now go tell Stefano. So <laughs> this is the real story of what happened. I got on the phone with Robert the next day. The next day. This was, um, I think, the 5th of November. And uh, Robert, why don't you talk about what happened? Yeah, so on, the, on that day uh, when we started the session, uh, we started to tackle uh, with the implants. And since since then, in, in, in uh, ritual basis, I'm getting more freed up from those uh, implants. At one point, uh, I had an implant coming out of my nose that looked like a as a splinter or like a glass splinter at least that's that small and that's how it looks on the outside but so I was my friends where I am now at the same address and suddenly I cried cried out as if someone had hit my nose and suddenly before I knew something came out but yeah what looked like glass and very tiny and that was one of the first type of implants what came out after after we started uh, to work with the code, and ever since, I have been waking up more and more in a pool of what looked like crystalline scents or something like that, because the, the nanotech implants, uh, what now coming out at the moment, it looks like one of. Uh, if you take one, it looks like just like a grain of, uh, yeah, like scent uh, that tiny and. It's it's pouring out more and more on a weekly basis, and sometimes it's like as I have been playing in, in the sand for hours, and I took it home with me. While I haven't, 
and I always check my bed every night before I go to bed. And yeah, as I said, over the last couple of months since November, I'm yeah, more and more thank God are coming out, what frees me up. I do know that I still got a number of them still in the body on various places, including over my head. At times, I can feel when things seem to come to the surface or being worked on on a more on a higher level, if that is the right term for it, because. I feel then also the tension on my head on on different sides. So far, they have not been coming out of my head as in the same way as with Elena, but no doubt I feel that will happen happen in a probably a painful way, but then I feel better, as they say, and in the end, so long, so long we kind of get lost of it, myself as Robert, or who is out at the moment like Lauren, the better because yeah there are, for one those implants should have never been in the body in the first place and they had no right to do it but then those people and those entities they take the right in, in my case i was born within a highly a high level illuminati family so they then think oh when you're born in those families yeah we have the right because you are born into it but thank God, with the power of Jesus Christ, nothing can be, everything what they can put in can also be put out by through the blood of Christ and the mighty power of Jesus Christ himself. All the glory to, to Jesus and the heavenly angels up there for all the hard work, because I will be honest, without the work that Gabriel and all the other angels has done and Stephanos, we would have never been in this position where we are now. And hmm. with, of course, the help of our coach, counselor coach, Daniel, with this, I have to thank Caroline Hamlet because she was the one that in the end brought us Daniel in our lives. It was then at that time Taylor, who was out, was my protector. And yes, I'm very grateful for Caroline Hamlet for all the things that she had done by bringing Daniel in our lives and all the things that came out of it. And if Caroline, if you are listening next time, thank you for this. Mm, mm -mm. So folks, Hebrews chapter 114 says, Are they not all ministering spirits sent forth to minister for them who shall be heirs of salvation? The ministering spirits, well, that's the angels. That's the, see, they do a job for Jesus. Go ahead, Elena. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and answer the question that I know somebody's going to ask because somebody has said it to me. Why would Gabriel show up for you? Well, because it's not just for me. Why would those that want to be skeptical about this think that God is not extremely concerned about this horrible abomination stench of Egypt coming against his creation. He loves us. Why would he not be intricately involved in the affairs of his children? It's all throughout the scripture that he is there for us. Now, whatever that takes, he's, he will send what is necessary. And 
I don't know why. I have one really good reason why. Because he loves me. And he loves you too. And he's taking care of us. Even against things that are so horrible that there's just no words to even describe what is being driven from my body is disgusting. I didn't do this. It was done to me. And my father loves me enough to send what is necessary to heal me and others like me. I'm sure I'm just one of many, many. And I thank him. And those that want to doubt, you go right ahead. But I, for one, am giving glory and praise to my father, who I adore, and I know he loves me, too. Mm. That's what I had to say oh. about that. Oh, beautiful. Well, beautiful. that's uh, Elena. Mm-hmm. And I totally agree. Folks, see... Jesus Christ is very interested in setting people free. And you know what? It doesn't matter whether it's technology, demons, or principalities. He wins every time. Uh, Sometimes we don't always understand the mechanics of what goes behind the victories that we're called to walk in. But at the end of the day, by faith, we're walking in victory. And you know what? I am one of the few people on the planet, on the planet, that is seeing the power Mm -hmm. of God set people free from physical implants that are so far beyond human comprehension there is no solution on this side of reality you can't go to the hospital and have this done you 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 don't matter how much money you have it's not coming out and you know what we're seeing god do it and so you know for the first person that says i want to argue with your methods dan of all my first question to you is you can argue with me when you come to me with another solution that works I'm going to choose Jesus. I'll put one more thing in here. I have gone to the hospital. Mm. And basically what you'll get from them is, um, well, you're crazy. Number two, pharmacia, or witchcraft, pharmacy, that does not work. Or they'll just send you home and tell you to take a Tylenol, you know, and then they'll hand you a bill for several hundred dollars. Uh, No, the hospital is not even a safe place at all because you know if they want to call you crazy they can lock you up so the best thing to do is depend on christ because that's where you're going to get healed yes i totally agree and the hospital is it's a less place if if, if if at all not at all to be there because when you mentioned in a hospital just about implants they already want to lock you up if they can get away with it and when they have to lock you up you could be indefinitely there, especially people as myself and Elena and others on the high-level programming that we are in. And so I certainly would not advise people to go to a hospital because not only they will try to demonize you by saying you are crazy, but if they can, they certainly will lock you up and even experiment further on you. So that's to, to say to people... For a hospital, I would say no way. The only way I would say, seeing what's happening in my own life, in my own life, the only way who can uh, help us to set us free is through the power of the power of Jesus Christ and His holy angels, and that to me is the only way. 
and there is no other way at all. And some people can say, oh, I have gone through new age ways and all that kind of crap. Sorry, that doesn't work. That even makes things worse because when you touch and touch yourself with the new age and you do all those fancy exercises, you're even getting in, in more deeper shit because literally you open up inner portals that should have been closed and that could open up portals into the demonic realms that could even attach yeah, more demons to you than doing any good. So, as I said before, the only way and the only one that can help us to set us free is through the power of Jesus Christ and Him alone. Now, Robert... And, and, and with the right counselor and coaches there. And Daniel Duval and his bright ministry to me, so far I have seen... Amen. Is one of the very few places out there who is capable to do this. Now, Robert. And, yes. <laughs> Thank you. Oh man. Um. But this. The thing is, that we didn't end this story because. Okay. I, I. I need to come back now to what was happening, because that day that the implants started coming out of your body, literally, well, from my end, what what I did was I, I got on the phone with you and I, and I said, well. Lord Jesus, I pray that you would have Stephanos sent in. And and Stephanos was sent in. And and I said, well, Stephanos, I'm supposed to give you the code. So here are the codes. And um, what literally happened was a transaction where my spirit man, who did not leave my body, uh, gave what had been given to me to Stephanos for the assignment of setting Robert free because God gave that job to him, his angel. That's one of the reasons why the book of Revelations, when John tried to bow to the angel, he said, see that you do not do that. I'm your fellow servant. They're, they're servants of God with us. And a lot of Christians get that really confused. And so we don't know what to do with the subject of angels. Well, here's what you do with the subject. You understand that they're fellow servants of Jehovah God, the true Lord Jesus Christ, with us. But this now parlays into the rest of the session that we had with Robert because if this wasn't enough, there was more that happened that day that was absolutely spectacular and it involved Thoth and Ma'at. And so, Robert, I'm just going to pause there. What happened with these two criminals? All right. Uh, coming back on Thoth uh, and Ma'at after. Uh, the implants uh, after Stephanos uh, came in and started to do his work on the, in the same session we started also to work on Thoth and Ma'at and you have been praying and, and for your deliverance with God's angels and they came in they came in by the hundreds and hundreds but we could see on the inside and we already saw before this that a, a lot of nervousness started to develop on the inside with a lot of altars because they felt something is going to happen. And be, days before this already, there was a lot of anxiety because on 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 the my, on the side of folks and his troops there was also an anxiety, so they must have been feeling that something was going to happen in the in the days after. And when we did our session, yeah, when you uh, send God's angels in, 
yes, they uh, started to um, take on food, ma'at, the various throne rooms that we had on the inside, in the other realm, connected with the other realms, and with his armies. And in physical time, it took over eight hours, although time on the inside is different. But within the physical sense, it took at least a minimum of eight hours. And if you could see it from the inside, it could have been a scene as if it was out of Lord of the Rings or even Star Wars. It's hard to describe if you have to describe it in words, because I don't think our physical language, like English, is suitable in order to describe the things that are happening on the inside. But it was pretty intense. And finally, thought and Ma'at were kicked out, and hopefully they are now where they belong. Uh, and so at least we got rid of them eventually, and their throne rooms were taken by Jesus Christ and his armies. Hallelujah for that. And all the things that were also stored there, as gold, silver. Uh, the room, by the way, it looked like as if you go into a Freemasonic temple in the throne rooms, a checkerboard uh, type of floor. Now, yeah, when you go in, into a Freemasonic temple, you see the checkerboard floor in white and and black. And one of the temples had like this, the black and white, but others had also different colors, like the red and white, if I'm correct, as well. <clears throat> but in the end, yeah, the temples were taken taken out and taken uh, into God's uh, hand through his angels. You know, the interesting thing for me, yeah. Robert, is that you said there was anxiety on the side of Thoth and that there were armies waiting for the battle. As yeah. if to say... <laughs> we already got our butt kicked. <laughs> oh, what are we going to do now? They must have already uh, yeah, found out what you already did in your other clients in, in Elena. So they were, yeah, of course, to, to have to deal with, yeah, with Daniel, in this case, Daniel Duvall, must have scared them already <laughs> quite in their wits because I think uh, the anxiety, because uh, we had our counseling uh, as usual on the first day, and the anxiety started to, cup, to crop up, if I'm correct, around Sunday or Monday. So that is way in, in advance, three, four days in, in advance. So, but in the end, yeah, they got their butt kicked back to hell where they belong. Uh, in the end, the job got done. I'm still waiting on all my uh, rent pay. Uh, he still has to pay his rent. Because, yeah, he has been living on the inside for God knows how long. Well, I never gave permission. Um, but this all happened on the same, yeah, on the same counseling session when also uh, Stephanos was given the code finally for those implants. And since then, yeah, the implant has coming out on a gradual basis. Gradual basis. By the way, uh, yeah, during our session what we did uh, when we kicked out a vote within a time period of 12 up till 36 hours uh, the Bahamas and in particular Long Island uh, tiny island in the Bahamas with this cave 
was hit again for a second time as it was done with in Elena's case when Ford was thrown out. And the entail of Kate ended up in the UK as when the first time the entail ended up on the coast where Elena is living in the northeast of the US. And to me and people, you could say, oh, this is a coincidence. So after all, I don't believe in coincidences. The fact that things happening with two two people uh, dealing with the same subject, and again, the same island is hit, there is some defined pattern going on there. And in our case, I feel God, especially when you take the name of Joachim and uh, Kate, the meanings of those names, also, it's, in my opinion, a big sign from God that he is now cleaning house. So, uh, so Joaquin means God will judge. What does yeah, Kate mean? Pure. So, in our case, after the judgment, he will purify things. And, as, as I said before, without the power of Jesus Christ, we could never have accomplished the things as we did, uh, people, because a normal counselor, she can may help you by talking about certain things, but a normal secular counselor can never go in, de in depth detail as the angels of God are doing when they go on the inside and doing certain tasks. Like in this case, kicking the butt of Thoth and his armies, for instance. I wonder if you go to a normal counselor, how in the hell do you think you can that the counselor can do the things that a Christian counselor, in this case like Daniel Duval as a coach, are doing with clients as myself, Elena and all the others, that Bright Ministries is helping. And I say this again if there are survivors listening and you think you have been used in the Montauk project or in MK Ultra Monarch programming. If I was you, I wouldn't think twice. Not I would certainly not go to a therapist out there because most therapists, to be honest, are working with the intelligence agencies, and so they are they're not there to help you, but to help their paymasters uh, who who pay them money. But another thing, if you really want to be helped and set free, then to me, the only way is through the mighty power of Jesus Christ. And you know, with, with that said, folks, this is what I'm going to say. Listen, what Christians do not understand is that God wants people free. And he has more strength than his enemies, more power than his enemies, more ability than his enemies. And it doesn't matter how high ranking they are or how many people they have lorded over throughout the sum total of human history. It, Jesus has conquested against them all in the heavens. And the Bible says he's been given all authority in heaven and on earth. We are the ones... We are the ones with the access to victory. The enemy has the power of lies, of cheating, of deception, and of spiritual mechanics that he leverages in his favor as long as he can keep those who have the true authority, which are the children of God, ignorant 
of his devices. Why are we talking, guys? I mean, about this, I mean, just radical stuff. Are, are we talking about this to say, hey, look at how awesome we are, our little club? Uh, no, we're, we're discussing all of these things because we want you to understand, listen, God is moving to do radical things in the earth and he needs a company of people that will stop fighting with him, will get on board with the, the, the ability is opening up to his body to confront darkness and radical evil. We're modeling it. It's called a model. But God is calling his body to a higher level. And the reason why is because it's necessary. It's necessary. People like Robert and Elena are all over the world. And they need help. And God, God fully intends to set them free. And so we're talking about it. What does it take? How, how, how can it be done? Is it possible? The answer is yes. And here's some of the mechanics. Here's some of the things that really do exist as part of the devil's strategy to maintain bondages in people that he thinks will never be figured out. We're figuring them out and we're telling you. Why? So you can partner with God to be part of his solutions. Um, you know, uh, Robert, I want to come back now to this, uh, this whole conversation on the implants and uh, can you give us any more information at all as to, as to what was revealed to you or what memories you may have recovered as to how some of this was inserted into you? So far I, I know uh, because Lauren has normally been out as, as the host now uh, during the coming out she hasn't recalled any memories as yet but then what is not yet can still come and I only feel we are still standing on the start of all of this it's only just recent that the codes now yeah, has, the new code the codes that are now broken has been inserted to break down all the other codes on, on the inside and I feel more and more will come out over time as I said we are only in, in it's all this all happened only in the last two three months at the most about the whole thing. So, and Elena, as you know, is way further in her in her process. So, what she has undergone so far, we still can can expect the same with us. And what she told us, <laughs> the painful parts. Uh, I'm not looking forward to it. But then, uh, no matter how painful it will be, I, I will continue on the road that we have set in and. Also, I still want to say to yeah to any survivor, if you want to be really set free, then yeah, Jesus Christ to me is the only one that can set you free. Elena, in your case, do you, have you recovered any memories or has anything been given to you, shown to you by the Spirit of the Lord, as to how they got the implants into you? I do not. I have, at this point, some conjecture, but I haven't quite got it solidified enough to, I wasn't there <laughs> for the design, the deployment of this technology, but I will say this. You'll see it in voodoo, and you'll see it in occult rituals. They have been putting sticks and rocks and fingernails and animal parts 
you name it, in the people for many, many years. You can look at it through all the writings of all cultures throughout all time. This is What true. I think is going on here is high-tech witchcraft. Implants um, historically have been rocks and bones and things like that. Well, now we have these wonderful new technologies that um, can perform a lot better. So, uh, you know, this is why I believe the Lord is calling in the really big guns, the really big armies, because this is a really big problem. And I don't believe it's just a few people. I think it's massive. I think this is a huge agenda. And I agree. And, you know, Elena, as we're you know, getting ready to close out. Um, can you just detail some of the various types of implants that you've been able to identify um, in regards to what's been put inside of you? Sure. I have audio implants, and I've had... It, it started one day, and even though as we've been working, it has... Um, by about 30%. It's not anywhere near as bad as it used to be. It's come down by about 30%. Um, that's ringing in my ears and uh, the buzzing in my head. Um, that's from the audio implants. I used to wake up with blood on my pillow where my ears were. So anyway, um, dental implants. I had one in my jaw, but my jaw in 2009, there was no pain ever like that. That was terrible. I thought it was a toothache. I ended up at the dentist. Um, there was nothing there, no toothache. So anyway, um, the next thing is uh, organic bioprocessors. Um, these, these cause you to get very, very sick. They work on your metabolism. And I have seen my weight fluctuate by as much as 60 pounds for no reason. It will just come off. It'll just come on. So uh, torture implants, when I first started working with Daniel Duvall, they tried to stop it by sending me dreams and then backed it up with the worst backache I have ever had in my life that came on mysteriously, left every bit as mysteriously. Tracking devices, I had one in my foot. <laughs> Daniel Duvall put crates in my ears and it came out of my foot. And there'll be pictures of that. Um, and we'll make sure that it's included with the audio. Um, liquid crystals, this is what's coming out of my scalp. They come out gooey, sometimes tacky, um, and then they dry up. Um, and they are, sometimes they come out hard in one piece of crystalline material. Um, nano implants, those are throughout, those are at the DNA cellular level. But that is kind of the basis for a lot of these other things. And um, finally, um, reptilian circuitry. These are in the energy field, and the reason I know they're there is because when these things start coming out, I can feel the pain six inches off of my body, and I don't know how else to describe it but that. Um, also, in my hair follicles, there are tiny little wiry substances that um, come out, when, and when the crystalline devices come out, so do the little wire um, materials, and I'll make sure to include some of those pictures as well. Um, I do want to say this. God loves you. If you're listening, God loves you. And he doesn't want this in his image. He wants to set you free. And if he's doing it 
for me. He'll do it for you, too. Ask him. Ask him in the name of Jesus and believe, like it says in the scripture, and he will deliver you. And on that point, Elena, I think we're going to close this program. First of all, I want to, again, thank you and Robert from the bottom of my heart for your bravery for your willingness to speak and for your courage. And um, before we close out this program, uh, we're going to pray. I'm going to pray. I'm going to pray for you. Those of you in this listening audience, those of you that get your hands on this program, because you know what? I believe that God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we can ask or think according to the power that works in us. And there are many people that listen to this program. (laughs) You have implants. And you know you do. And you're looking for a solution. I'm going to pray. I'm just going to pray. You know what? He's doing it. I'm going to pray for you. And I believe that if you connect your faith, um, God is able. And so, Lord God, I, I come before you in prayer right now. And, Lord, I know that your word says that you are no respecter of persons. I also know that you have made your angels ministering spirits for those which are inheriting salvation. And, Lord God, that you have provided us and given to us all things pertaining to life and godliness, that as we seek first the kingdom of God and your righteousness, all these things are added unto us. You, Lord God, are the one who sent your word and you healed them. And by the stripes of Jesus, we were healed. And so, Lord God, I pray that for every person that hears this program and is willing to take the step of faith to connect their faith to their deliverance in Christ Jesus. Lord God, that assignments would be made on their lives and allocations, Lord God, of your heavenly resources, your angelic ministering spirits, Lord God, your Holy Spirit, Lord God, and that the codes would be provided them that the removal of implants, Lord God, and I call forth the deliverance process to begin in the name of Jesus. And let this be not constrained to any territory, Lord God, around the world. Wherever those in need are, Lord, there is provision in the name of Jesus, distribution in the name of Jesus. Amen. Folks, you've been listening to Discovering the Truth with Dan Duvall. Until next time, God bless and Godspeed. Discovering the Truth with Dan Duvall is the premier radio program designed to center you on the kingdom of God, to equip you with faith in Jesus Christ, and to unveil the truth behind the lies. This program has been a production of Bride Ministries. You can find us at www.bridemovement.com. At our website, you can contact us, access resources, and support us with donations. 
We need partners in order to continue to produce our vision, which is to promote unity in the body of Christ worldwide and assist in the creation and development of sheep nations. Partner with us and be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Until next time, God bless and Godspeed.